There's always a frightening moment in every life, and that's when you need to have a DTR talk with somebody. After you have been getting to know someone, the moment comes to define the relationship. That's what those terrifying initials stand for. I only had to do this once in my life, and it didn't go so well, as you can see. But there's always a moment for DTR to define the relationship. Is this going anywhere? Are we committed to one another? Let's DTR. Peter goes through a DTR moment in his relationship with Jesus in the gospel today. Now, after the resurrection, everything has been laid out. All things are clear. No more parables. No more words to interpret. All the promises have been fulfilled. And Jesus comes back to the apostles and in a special way to Peter to ask him, are you willing to define the relationship? And I believe that he likewise approaches each one of us in this night as we continue to celebrate the resurrection. How is our relationship like? Are you willing to define that? Let us DTR. And the alternative becomes clearer than ever for Peter. Peter, are you a fan or are you a follower? You have seen everything. But this is only the beginning. You can choose now to be a follower and you will go ever deeper into the joys of this new life. Or you can choose to be a fan and watch and cheer from the outside. But no strings attached. No deeper relationship either. A fan, we could say, is defined as an enthusiastic admirer. Someone who admires someone else. The follower, in the other hand, is the one who strives to become what he admires. They are very different from one another. The German philosopher Soren Kierkegaard, he put it very clearly when he said, and this is a longer quote, uh, maybe you can read it on my right here. He says the following. What then is the difference between an admirer and a follower? A follower is or strives to be what he admires. An admirer, however, keeps himself personally detached. He fails to see that what is admired involves a claim upon him. And thus he fails to be or strive to be what he admires. The admirer never makes any true sacrifices. He always plays it safe. Though in words, phrases, songs, he is inexhaustible about how highly he prizes Christ. He renounces nothing, will not reconstruct his life, and will not let his life express what it is 
he supposedly admires. Not so the follower, he says. The follower aspires with all his strength to be what he admires. We could say that a follower is a consistent, completely committed disciple. Consistent, completely committed disciple of Jesus Christ. However, I do recognize that being a fan, being an admirer of Christ is very important. And it is a very important first step. It is always that first step into the relationship to begin to admire him, but not the last. And I know this by my own story. For many, many years in my life, I did not admire God. I did not think that was, there was something else that could captivate my heart in God. And I did admire many other things and many other people of this earth. But I didn't admire God until I encountered him and I started seeing the beauty of his face. And he truly captivated my heart. And I started admiring Christ more than anything else on this earth. It is an important step to grow in admiration of Jesus Christ. Peter also had to grow in admiration. And that's what he did through those three years of the public ministry of Jesus. He was an admirer for those three years. He admired Jesus highly. He even went so far as to say in Matthew 8:27, Who is this man that even the winds and the waves obey him? He was caught in complete admiration of who Jesus was. So being a fan is a very important step in the relationship with God. And I think we need to let ourselves be pierced by that question of Jesus in this night. Do you love me? Do you love me? And yet a third time, do you love me? Do you truly admire me? Do you think that there's something in me that can captivate your heart that is beautiful, that is good, that is truthful? Admiration is that first step. However, Jesus, when coming back after the resurrection to define the relationship, as we said, with the disciples and with Peter, he also invites us to go a step further. He says at the end of the gospel today, follow me, follow me. I hope you were able to hear those words in your hearts tonight anew. Follow me. Jordan, for you, that is the greatest invitation at the day of your baptism. Follow me. The invitation is to become a follower of Jesus Christ. That I may walk after him, follow him wherever he goes. In that invitation, Jesus summarizes the whole of the Christian life. Being a Christian means being a follower of Christ. Those who begin to follow Christ join in an adventure. An adventure that you know where it begins, but you have no idea where it ends. And I testify to that. You know where it begins, have no idea where it will take you. 
Peter knew that his adventure of following Christ began in Galilee, at that very sea, a small sea, the Sea of Tiberias. But then he had no idea that he would end up in the amazing, huge city of Rome, traveling through sea, through the Mediterranean Sea. He had no idea. He joined an adventure. So in our lives, when we start following Christ, we also join an adventure. That we know where it begins, not where it ends. And also we become freer in our lives. It is an adventure and an experience that makes us more free. It is very exciting. Look at the life of any follower, like the saints. Reading their lives keeps you at the edge of your seat. They are the freest, freest people on earth. And this is contrary to what we would think. Many times we think that following someone may restrain our freedom, take away our liberty. I think it is all the opposite. It fills us with confidence and liberation. When you follow the freest man on earth, you become free yourself. He's the one who truly frees us. Nelson Mandela, he had a favorite poem that he prayed in, in his imprisonment that is called Invictus by um, an English author. And the, the poem finishes with these lines. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. We all desire that. We all desire to be in control. We all desire to be masters of our fate and captains of our souls. To have our lives in the hand, to be able to make the decisions that will lead us where we want to go. And Jesus is the one who truly fulfills that. Because he says, yes, that is great, but it needs to go through a purification. So that you may free yourself even from your own self. Because that is the deepest slavery, not the ones that comes from outside, not the manipulation of others, but the one that comes from our own passions, our own selfishness. That is the hardest slavery to get rid of. And so Jesus says, give yourself, give your life to me, and you will find it. Look for me, and you will find me, and you will find also your truest self. It is a liberating experience to be able to obey God. Peter became freer as he started following the words of Jesus. So free that he was able to give his own life in Rome. So the question tonight is how can we move from being a fan to being a follower? Maybe not all at once, not everything tonight, but how can we take maybe the next step that we can take in this direction. So let me share with you three quick things that we see in the Gospels and in the readings today. It mainly comes through more openness. Openness is a great word tonight. In the first place, openness to the Spirit. This is an apparition of the Lord. And so the reason Christ appeared on that day, and he said to Peter, follow me. But that same evening, he would disappear from their sight. Peter would not see Jesus anymore. 
with his physical eyes. How is he supposed to follow him? Jesus is revealing to Peter that now, as he is risen, he lives in a different way. I live in your heart. I have conquered death. So through the Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, I live in your heart. And I'm here to guide you from the inside, from within, from your heart. Open room to the risen Christ, to the Spirit, and he will start dictating how to love, how to follow, what words to say, what gestures to have towards others. The Spirit guides us from within. So those who want to follow need to be able to be open to the Holy Spirit and to his guidance within us. Peter said in the first reading today, which actually happens after the gospel, we must obey God rather than man. You know, a few months before this, he denied Jesus before only a group of people who were gathered. And now in front of the whole Sanhedrin, he says, no, I must obey God, who is dictating in my heart, who is guiding me from within, rather than man. So we'll continue to proclaim the name of Jesus. So the first, in the first place, openness to the Spirit. But we said that it is a threefold openness. The second one, openness to God's messengers. John says to Peter, it is the Lord. And so Peter jumps into the water and starts to follow him. God puts around us messengers who help us to follow his word. So I ask you tonight, who are God's messengers around you? Who are those people who speak the truth of the gospel to you? Who are those who, like John, are able to point you in the right direction? That we may listen to them and become better followers. Have you been listening to God's messengers in your life? And in the third place, openness to God's signs. They got a miraculous catch of fish. And in that moment, they recognized that it was the Lord. They were able to read that sign of God and say, it is the Lord. Because we remember that he did this miracle before. He is the one. It is the Lord. And they started to follow him. Their boats pointed in that direction. Is the boat of your life pointed in that direction? Maybe if we start recognizing the signs of God around us, we may be able to point the boat of our life towards his direction. The Lord places many signs around us if we are open to see them. There's many signs, much more than the ones that we see. So in this week, may we open our eyes anew so that we can recognize the signs of God around us and become better followers. So my invitation in a very practical way for this week is to become followers of Christ, to take the next step that we can take from being an admirer, being a fan, into being a follower. May we become like the one whom we admire. And I invite each one of us to take the next step that we can. Maybe it's not all at once. 
Maybe you need to admire Christ even more. And you want to decide to do that tonight. That's great. Maybe you're ready to take that next step into following Jesus more closely. Into being more open to his spirit, to his messengers, and also to his signs around you. So in order that we may remember this, I invite you to write down the words, follow me. Follow me on your wrist during this whole week so that you may remember that you want to be a follower of Christ. That amazing invitation that he extends to us. I invite you to define the relationship today, to DTR. Not with your significant other or with anybody, but with Jesus. The most important relationship that you could have in your life. The one that begins here and never ends. It only gets better. Jesus is calling. Where's your relationship with him today? Whatever it is, may we take that next step. May we respond with our lives to that freeing invitation of Jesus. Follow me.